Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. There are some that says the miracles in the Bible have ceased with the apostolic age. But I believe the Bible from cover to cover. And I believe the book of Acts is not finished. The book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is still here. Jesus is still the healer. He's able to deliver and set free. He is alive and well. But I want to talk about three miracles in the book of Matthew. And these three miracles, as I look at them, all involve the miracle of the healing of physical affliction. In New Testament times, disease was rampant. And medical science, as we know it today, did not exist. People didn't have the they didn't have antibiotics. They didn't have Excedrin or Tylenol just to take for a headache or inflammatory pain. So if a person survived a serious disease, it was usually because that disease ran its course and it was just over. So whether or not it was fatal, most disease caused great pain and suffering for which there was very little remedy when Jesus came on the scene. Sufferers were often left scarred and deformed and crippled and otherwise disabled for the rest of their lives. The list of diseases was long and life expectancy was short. The Bible speaks frequently of blindness, for instance, which was rampant because it was caused by many other diseases and other forms of diseases, infections or injuries. And deafness was also common. Throughout the scriptures, you'll see the deaf and the blind. So let's look at a scripture in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 23, when Jesus began his ministry. It says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering with severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. 
So here we see that Jesus is operating in the ministry of the healing of the sick. He says healing every disease and every sickness among the people. There was nothing too hard for God. There was nothing too minor for God. But Jesus attended to their healing, the paralyzed, the sick, the severe pain, those having seizures, those who had arthritic conditions, those who had blindness, and those who had deafness, Jesus was healing them. And I want to tell you something about Jesus and his healing ministry. Jesus did so with a word or with a touch, without any kind of gimmicks, without any kind of formula, and without any kind of fanfare. He would just speak to them and say, be healed. The next thing I want you to know about Jesus and his healing, he healed instantaneously with no drawn out period of waiting or gradual uh, restoration. Just go wait on your healing. When he spoke and said, be healed, guess what happened? They were healed and they knew it and everybody standing around them knew it instantaneously that Jesus healed. Next, he healed totally. Not partially. No matter how serious the disease or infirmity or deformity was, he healed completely. And then he healed everyone who came to him for healing. So what I want you to understand is that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday. So I want us to take a look then at three miracles of healing in Jesus' ministry that demonstrate the power of God to work wonders in the lives of people. It's also in the book of Matthew, uh, beginning at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When he came down from the mountainside, talking about Jesus, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cured of his leprosy. Let me take a moment just to talk about leprosy. Leprosy is a graphic illustration, biblically, of sin. Like leprosy, sin infects the whole person. It is ugly, it is corrupting, it is contaminating, and it is incurable by man. So lepers in ancient Israel were a vivid object lesson of sin. A leper was the first in this instance to be healed by Jesus in this series of miracles here in Matthew. And the fact that the leopard came to him was astounding in and of itself because the lepers were to stay away from people who did not have leprosy. So this man who had leprosy came to Jesus, and there are four things I want that stands out about this particular healing. First of all, he came to Jesus, and he came to Jesus with confidence. If you're in need of a healing right now, you want to take a page from this leper's action here because he came to Jesus with confidence. And secondly, he came to Jesus with reverence. The Bible says he knelt down before him and addressed him as Lord. Physically, he was deformed and broken and with sores running over his body. But in his heart, 
he had a spirit of reverence and believing in Jesus Christ. So if you understand in need of a physical healing in your body, this man gives us a protocol as he first came to Jesus with confidence and secondly, he came with reverence. Thirdly, he came with humility. He came expectant but not demanding. He said to, to Jesus, Lord, if you, if you are willing, if you want to, you can make me clean. I'm not telling you you have to. I'm not demanding that you have to, but I know that if you want to and you are willing, you can make me clean. That's confidence. We call it faith. Here's someone who hasn't been taught the word of faith, hasn't have all the healing scriptures, but he saw Jesus and said, you know what? I know that you can make me clean. So that fourth thing, he came with faith declaring you can make me clean, and he exercised that faith by asking for a healing. Here's the good thing here is that Jesus says, I am willing. And he was willing then, and you know what? He's willing now. He's willing for a healing right now. So the leper came with confidence because he believed Jesus was compassionate. He came with reverence because he believed Jesus was God. He came with humility because he believed Jesus was sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do. And he came with faith because he believed Jesus had the power to heal him. So do you believe that Jesus has the compassion? Do you believe that he has the sovereign power to do it? And do you believe he has the might and the power to heal any sickness or any disease? Right after that, in the same passage, we see another healing begin to take place. In verse 5, it says, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion, that's a Roman soldier, came to him asking for help. He says, Lord, my servant lies at home and paralyzed and in, in terrible suffering. And Jesus right away said to him, he, he is, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go and heal him. It sounds like he's willing again, doesn't he? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. And in verse 10, and when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone with Israel in Israel with such great, what, faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you had believed that it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. There are some things we want to point out about this incident as well. It's very similar to the first one. Number one, the centurion came to him. Just like the leper came to him. Secondly, though he was a Gentile, the centurion, and though he was despised by the Jews, he ignored the protocol and what people might think so that he could reach Jesus. And sometimes you just got to ignore what everybody else is thinking, what everybody else might have told you, what everybody else have taught you, and you just say, you know what, I believe if I can get to Jesus, 
He'll deliver. He'll heal me. He'll take care of my need. Just like the woman with the issue of blood that uh, came to him. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She pressed her way through the crowd. Push somebody out of the way. Somebody probably thought she was, uh, uh, she was not cordial. Somebody else probably thought that uh, uh, she was not uh, friendly. But she pushed him out of the way. She says, you know what? I got to touch Jesus before he get out of here. She spent all she had, 12 long years, going to all the doctors, spent all of her money. I got one more chance at this. I'm going to try Jesus. I believe if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. And that's when we stretch our faith. And you know, as I was looking at this, and I, it came to my understanding that some people have not been healed. Some people have not received a miracle from God simply because they have not come to him. We've thought in our minds that I wish he would do something. But we haven't gone to him and said, Lord, would you heal me and make me clean? This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.